Hey, I'm Laura. And I'm B. And you've discovered The Energy to Heal, a podcast brought to you by Embolden Label. In seasons of struggle, it's obvious what's wrong, but somehow fixing what's broken seems impossible. Here you'll learn about Splunkna, a faith-based method for breakthrough that will allow you to get unstuck and move towards freedom. It allows you to connect the dots that led you into hardship in the first place and release and restore what's holding you back. Splunkna brings together the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of an issue. This whole person approach leads to lasting change when compared to traditional methods. Let's get started. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Energy to Heal podcast. This is Laura, and B is here with me as well. Okay, so full disclosure, we have been having so many people <laughs> tell us that our voices sound so similar on this podcast. So I was joking with B saying she's got to start talking in like a Southern accent from now on so you can tell us apart. So but now I'm nice B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how much we can do about that, but we will do our best to distinguish. Um, okay, so today we're talking about creative emotions in a Splunkna session. So we've talked a lot about clearing the negative emotions, emotions that can get stuck in your body when they're stored. But there is a whole nother layer of emotion that we can deal with in Splunkna. And it's creating an emotion that isn't there or hasn't been there or that you've desperately needed through a traumatic event or through maybe a neglectful childhood or shame that your parents placed on you as a kid. And so I want to talk through that so that if you go to a Splunk no appointment and your practitioner says, we're going to work on some creative emotions, you have a framework for what that looks like. Uh, three main areas we're going to talk about. There's a creative trauma set. So when you sit down and uh, start your session, a creative trauma set might register as where the appointment is headed. Uh, there's also a, a win set and a creative new set. And so we're going to get into all, what all three of those mean. Uh, but B, do you want to go ahead and jump in and talk a little bit about what a creative trauma set is and how we can address a trauma from almost like a positive standpoint instead of just the negative? Yes. And I want to highlight, so I want to just touch on this because we're talking about a creative trauma set before I explain it. And that is that creative emotions are positive emotions. However, some of those positive emotions feel kind of scary. So if you are stuck in the negative, sometimes what God offers us like trust or surrender are good emotions. They're good things for us. They're things we need. They're things he offers us. And yet they can be a little bit scary. So even though it's a positive thing, sometimes creative can be um, just really important work because you're moving from some of the negative to then some of the positive that move, that God's moving you towards. So when we think of a creative trauma set, what God is showing you in a session like that is what you experienced at the time in that the negative emotions that you experienced at the time, but then he gives you in that session, what he was offering at that time instead. So if you think of um, getting into a car accident as any age, doesn't matter. And you experience all of these really hard negative emotions. He will show you what he was offering you instead that you missed because you tripped on what the enemy was offering. And so 
I love creative trauma sessions so much because when you are in a healing mentality and a healing space, a lot of times I feel like God will give you a creative trauma when he's walking you from the bridge of healing the negativity into like really what he meant, what he had for you at that time. And sometimes walking over that bridge is like, it changes your whole perspective on who you are or what you've been through or what's possible on the other side. And so Mm -hmm. it's this really beautiful way of him connecting what happened to you and what is now meant for you. What, like what good is going to come of that. So um, I hope that was a good explanation of creative trauma. I, we talked before we started this episode that I love creative. I am like geek out for creative so if I'm energetic, that's why. I Okay, this is what that makes me think of when you talk about a creative trauma set. When I hear that and when I learned about this in training, it made me think this is a reminder that I wasn't alone in that trauma. Oh, God was there. He was offering me um, hope and security and safety and everything that I needed but when we go through traumatic thing, like the definition of trauma is we are locked up. We are, like you said, tripping over what the enemy is offering us. We feel mm-hmm. like we're so desperate to take any kind of relief from this intense pain that we're feeling or this intense fear or whatever it is that we grab sometimes at the closest thing or the the thing that seems the most accessible. And if it's uh, trauma, and those emotions are stuck, we are more likely to choose the facade that the enemy is offering us. Yeah. But it's a reminder that it doesn't mean that that's the only person that or the only thing that was with us in that trauma. God was there as well. He was also holding something out for us. And since God is above time, he does not constrained by time. It almost feels like when I do these sessions with people that we're going back into that moment and you know, actually reaching out and receiving the thing that God is holding out and offering and rejecting the other stuff. It's almost like, it almost feels like a do-over. Yeah, it does. You know, as you say that, and obviously we've both experienced creative traumas from a practitioner standpoint. So we've gotten to see the fruit of our clients walking through a creative trauma session. And what I didn't know, and, and I've shared with our listeners, my story about how I came to God as a non-Christian, obviously, like as a non-believer. And I didn't realize how many times I had sort of like, uh, I guess, subconsciously blamed God for bad things that had happened in my life because I didn't understand that the devil cheats. I didn't understand Mm -hmm. that the devil doesn't play by the same rules, which believers will hear me say that and they'll be like, well, that's dumb. But when you don't have a frame of reference for that and you hear people talk about God, you there's confusion in that. And so if you, if you had something really hard happen to you and you think to yourself like, well, if God is real, then why didn't he protect me from that? You might miss that the enemy actually doesn't play by the rules and the enemy will make something look really attractive and it's just slightly skewed. And so it looked like a good option to receive, right? And I'm I'm trying to think of an example of this. You know, we use car accident. Um, I know I've had, even as a client, I've had powerful creative trauma sessions and I can't think of the specific emotions that they are. But oftentimes 
when I've, when I've seen creative traumas, um, processed or received, it's almost like there's a tiny nuance that really brings clarity to clients because they go, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. But they could never see it before because the enemy's offering was just so slightly skewed that they tripped then into the negative. Yeah. So I had a client that came in and creative trauma set came up. And this was relatively new when I had learned how to do creative trauma sets. And I was disappointed because in my mind, I'm like, I want to get rid of the bad emotions. I want to like <laughs> clear out the the sludge. I don't want to like totally. just sit with happy emotions all day. So I was like, okay, whatever. Which is so go. funny. That <laughs> cracks me up because you're so like poly positive. You're just like optimistic all the time to me. Yeah, I so do. it's so funny. Yeah. I do feel like my personality lends itself to, I am a very positive person. And maybe that's why the creative stuff doesn't feel as fun to me. Cause I'm like, those emotions are very easy for me to yeah. access, but yeah. for one, not everybody is like that. And two, it was so surprising because when we started doing this creative trauma set and I'm like thinking it's going to just be this fluffy set that's not very powerful. Um, So to give you guys an idea, so like you still use the same emotion chart that you do in regular Splunkna for a creative set, but whatever comes up, like let's say it's um, abandoned, then in a creative set, you would feel the opposite of abandoned. So you're still doing the muscle testing. You're still... um, kind of registering with the subconscious, like what is it for you that you needed to receive back then and abandon comes up. So you have your client sit with a feeling of people coming around them and being secure in their relationships and being seen and cared for. You sit in the opposite. So we started this session and my client, you know, we do maybe one or two creative emotions on the third one. She bursts into tears in a creative set. And I just mm-hmm. was so shocked by that because I'm like, I thought this was just going to be a fluffy, like, okay, let's just go, f- let's go through it and see what happens. Um, <laughs> it was so powerful for her. And it just, again, like Splunkna always does, reminded me that I truly just don't know the depths of how and why this stuff works the way that it does, but it really was healing something in her very, very powerful to the point where after she held it, she was like, Oh, okay. That was a lot. And I was like, really? Cause I, yeah, I guess my experience as a client of Splunkna has always been clearing out the negative. Um, so it just goes to show when God inserts some sort of emotion into your life that you desperately needed to have 10 years ago, and you're combining it with the meridian points and all the things. It's like he does something powerful with it. He yeah. always does. It always comes to that. Well, and I would say for those listening who are trying to grasp an understanding of this, and hopefully people like our dynamic here, um, I feel like you and I have a really good counterbalance. We have really different stories. We have really different whys. We have really yeah. different how we came to Splunkna. Um, we work with very different clients from what we've gathered. And as we've gotten to know each other, I, I sense this like really precious counterbalance and I see healing and growth the, the same way. Like you can't, you can't have just, it's like what you talked about. Okay. It was like two episodes ago and you talked about this wave of depth, like 
it's the, it's all of it, right? It's you're experiencing this whole life and all this spectrum of emotions. And if you allow yourself to feel the, the, the good, good, and the not so easy, bad, then you have this like depth that you live your life through. And you, you just, you have this, these greater relationships and greater communication. It's just like this embodiment of what life is really supposed to be. And that's how I see the creative, like you get excited about the, the dropping of the negative, but mm-hmm. I say, because I've been through it as a client, I go, yeah, but you have to put something in its place, right? Yeah. Cause the last thing point. you want to do is leave the enemy with like, Hey, I've got all of this real estate, like here I am, right? We don't, that is not how we function with God. He, God is like, no, let me give you all this good stuff now to fill in all of the places that you just like released all the garbage. Sorry. I'm like, this is, I I geek out over creative. I, I need this. I like hearing your perspective of it. Um, it also makes me think of like, okay, so if my husband and I get in an argument and there's just that like yuck feeling when it hasn't been resolved. Right. And Maybe you get to a place in your conversation where you're like, okay, we've neutralized the ground, the, the the threat, the issue, whatever it is, it's kind of been neutralized and give me a day or two, I'll get over it and I'll move on. Well, that's very different than my husband coming to me and saying, hey, I get it now why this was so painful for you. Mm-hmm. Come here, let me give you a big hug. Wow. I, my, this is not my desire to make you feel that way. And just instead of just being neutral, going into this place of like, ah, okay, that feels better. I feel better. To me, that's what a creative set feels like. That is a perfect metaphor. And I know you never fight with your spouse because that never happens ever to any of us. (laughs) Never, never, never. Oh my gosh. That's a perfect metaphor. It's perfect. Well, the reason it's fresh in my mind is because we had the stupidest fight this week, but it's been (laughs) like... Christmas and trip to Minnesota and family vacation. And I have planned four birthday parties and a New Year's Eve party. And I'm like, I was running on empty. So we literally, I was like, are we 12 again? Because we were both like standing our ground. And and then, you know what? We got to the neutral and then we got to the, okay, I see you. I hear you. We did the whole full circle thing. So And I do. I think that there are many like normal circumstances that we bump into in life where creative is like frosting. It's like, I just need a little, little extra today. Um, We even have creative algorithms. I did a creative algorithm yesterday just to kind of boost like where I was feeling depleted from the holidays. And then we're, we're like coming off of this charge of new year, new you, all these, you know, robotic resolute, I can't even think of the word of them, resolutions that we're all supposed to set. Um, and so I think, you know, creative is just awesome icing. It's like, there's just no, there's no negative to creative, which is cool. Um, yeah, just so boost. on that note, let's chat a little bit about creative wins. So a creative win set, why don't you explain what that is and how it's slightly different? Okay. So if your appointment starts and your session starts heading in a creative win set, That would look like the Lord is saying, okay, I'm going to take you back to a time in your life where you were winning at something. So an example of this, and this is a real life client example, is um, a client of mine came in and she was experiencing 
this new stage of life where she has to make friends as an adult. She's in a new environment and she's like, I am struggling. And I didn't even know because I've just been in my old environment where I've had my friends. I haven't had to make new friends as an adult before. So she comes in and the Lord brings us to a creative win set. So we still do the same process. We're testing for a central emotion and an age. And it came up in this season of her life where she had been like the desired person to be friends with, right? Like Mm. the girls her age were like, hey, come do this with me. Come hang out this. She got, it was like in college and she got voted this, you know, some sort of fun thing. And it was just like, she was on cloud nine and she was living her best friend life. Like making friends was so easy for her in this season. And so uh, the emotions that came up, she, we had her hold them and it was almost like a reminder from the Lord of like, Hey, remember when you were amazing Mm -hmm. in this, remember how awesome of a friend you are. Remember how desirable you were people wanted you around and it was like infusing those emotions in her to almost boost her current situation uh which is like okay i can go out and be the the new girl in town that people want to hang out with and be with and then interestingly enough uh the lord followed up that win set with a healing set so then we went back to a different time in her life uh middle school or beginning of high school or something like that, where friends kind of disappeared and yeah, um, the hard stuff happened. Yeah. Girls were mean and embarrassed her in front of people. And so it's like the Lord took both sides of the coin. He's like, yeah, let's heal this. Let's infuse this. Now go out into your life and be the amazing friend, go meet the new people. And that's what that whole session looked like. Well, and this is a great opportunity for us. We chatted about this before we started the episode, but a lot of times God will do the healing first and then he'll pour in the creative. Like I just said, where you're kind of open for the new, but sometimes God will offer the creative to inspire a frame for like losing the hurt and the, the hard stuff. Right. If, if I'm having a hard time with girlfriends and they've, I've been treated badly or at one point in my life, there were mean girls that were not nice to me, then I may not want to heal that. So if he offers me this creative and this hope of what this once looked like, I'm going to be more likely to move into the creative and God knows, right? He knows what needs to come first. He has the prescription for that. Those, those emotional adjustments that need to be made, which is like, again, geek out on creative. Laura is going to love creative by the time like <laughs> I'm turning you into a creative super fan right now. I love it. This is so good. Yeah. And I think uh, like reflecting on growing up, my personality and environment, I just kind of was more bent to experience good emotions. And if I had bad emotions, I just ignored them or just mm-hmm. shoved them down. And I think that's why the healing side of Splunkna makes more sense to me because it's like, Oh, help me get this out. I don't know how to feel the hard ones. I know how to feel the good ones. That's easy. But like I said, that not everyone is like that. And in training, I remember them saying, you know, if you have someone come in for depression and they've been in depression for 20 years, their reserves of joy and hope and kindness and expectation for the future, they're, they're 
gone. I mean, they've been dwindled down. And so when there's just not much to draw from there, there's not much to grow on because they have been stuck without those emotions for decades. Yeah. So these creative emotions are almost like filling those tanks slowly but surely so that their mind, their subconscious can be like, oh, yeah, I remember what this feels like, even if it's just imagining yourself. Like uh, someone might say like, okay, well, you want me to feel loved and cared for. I don't know how to feel that. I haven't felt that in so long. That seems so abstract. So as the practitioner, we would say, okay, go ahead and just use your imagination. What would a person look like if they were loved and cared for? How would that change their behavior, uh, the way they relax and into life? Now just put yourself in in those imaginative shoes. What What might that look like? Um, and that imagination piece is so powerful, even in creative emotions. Yeah. I also think of a creative win as like God highlighting our life. Like it's like mm. he takes a special bright yellow, obnoxious, the like really obnoxious yellow highlighter and goes like, this is special and you need to remember this. And I have found this, like these beautiful gifts in the times where he has highlighted those times because some most of the time they have something to do with our gift and call that we may we may have like looked over or missed out on. Um, and I also wanted to highlight this is so funny because I feel like you're laughing because I'm so I so geek out over creative. She said before we started this for, for context, she's like, this could be a short episode because this is kind of a boring topic. And I was like, no way. I love creative. <laughs> so I I want to highlight too how God's positive emotion isn't necessarily your definition of that same positive emotion. Here's what I mean. I went to ASU, which is like, well, I was going to say globally. I'm going to say nationally because I think that's a safer assumption. Nationally known as a party school. It's in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona is predominantly Mormon. So there's a very healthy Mormon or LDS community there. LDS are are known for being a, a pretty heavy rule-based religion. So I get to ASU. I'm rooming with this wonderful LDS gal, and she is experiencing freedom. <laughs> She's experiencing freedom as a 18 year old who has grown up in really rigid rules, who has freedom, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. That's not the same kind of freedom that God offers us. And so if I was someone who experienced that type of college freedom and I took agency over that positive emotion, right. And I'm air quoting that because it would feel positive to have that type of freedom. God will come in and go, okay, this is what I meant. This mm. is what my freedom is. This is what oh, I yeah, offer. Like a course correction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Last one is a creative new set. So do you want to explain what that is? Yes. Creative new is like a stage that God has set for you and the light is on and it's for you. And he shows you what it looks like. And then he lets you experience it. This is like my analogy for it. So a creative new is like, God is going to show you this beautiful thing that you're going to step into. 
and all of these positive emotions that he's handing you. And you kind of just get to wear this glow of this new thing that you don't currently have a frame for. So I, and I'm going to use this as an example, because I've actually experienced this. I did a creative new where in the prayer setup, God handed me this sparkly microphone and I'm, I'm standing on a stage, which by the way, I have debilitating stage fright and I'm standing on this stage. Look at me. I'm shaking as I'm sharing the story. That's how debilitating, like I have suffered with stage fright. And, and you so do, I'm standing you on do this... public speaking, which is yes. ironic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is why I needed so much spunkna because I knew I had to <laughs> overcome this fear, which is a whole nother. We could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> so I'm in this creative new and I'm handed all of these, these beautiful, positive emotions that quite frankly, I was like, I'm a worm. Like I'm never going to be that thing. You know, I'm never going to be these things. And my practitioner at the time was like, no, you will, you will. Like, and you have this beautiful sparkly microphone in your hand and you're standing on this stage and the spotlight is just right on you. And I'm wigging out going, Mm-mm, nope, no thanks. Like not <laughs> happening. Don't believe it. But it was that seed of hope. It was that seed of like, he knew, he knew what was coming. And quite frankly, I wasn't even at a point where I wanted that, let alone had hope for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still not like I speak, but that version, that vision in my head, I wouldn't say I've like, I've achieved it. I wouldn't say I've experienced it quite yet. Um, I've had little tastes here and there, but to me, a creative new is really like an identity that God prepared you for or created you for. And he's that course correction thing. Like he's moving you back that direction where you've kind of gone off course. Yeah, that's good. I feel like some of these are, they're so similar, the creative sets, but there's just little shifts that are different. Uh, But another example I think of is like, let's say somebody came in and they're like, I am struggling in my parenting journey. Like, I feel mad at my kids when they're just acting like kids. My, I feel like a bad parent all the time. I am just struggling and I don't know what it is. If a creative new set came up, then every emotion that came up in that set, you would imagine, have them imagine this emotion in their parenting specifically. So let's say an all these emotion comes up and you would say, okay, I want you to hold this emotion And imagine yourself being a mom, imagine yourself being a dad, Mm. but feeling so capable to take on everything your kids throw at you. Or imagine yourself, your kid is melting down in the middle of a grocery store and you are just calm, cool, and collected, ready to absorb all of the big emotions they're having, helping them move through their big emotions while you stay calm. And Mm. it's just the Lord saying like, okay, let's go this way now. Let's do something new. Let's change your parenting. Let's change your responses to things. This is the old way. This is what I have for you now in your parenting mm-hmm. or your, in your job or in your marriage or your friendships or whatever it is that you're working on that day can literally be applied to every area of life. And like you said, the Lord knows which one. Do you need to clear some stuck emotions and do some healing or does he know it's going to be more beneficial for you to do the creative or a combination of both? Amen. Like that was beautiful. It's beautiful. I love creative. (laughs) 
<laughs> B loves creative. And I think I'm just newer to it. You got trained in master stuff before I did. And I'm still in this like um, using it differently stage. And I'm sure I'll get more and more stories as I keep doing it. Do you know what's funny about that is my first master's training. I also, I shouldn't say also resisted. You're not saying you resist creative, but I was like, uh, it just didn't excite me, but I hadn't yet experienced kind of the beauty of it to its fullest capacity. Um, and so I think there are Splunkna, what I love about it is the founders have developed it in such a way where they've really prayed to great lengths about what the Lord does offer. What does scripture say? What, how, what is informing all of these different tools that we have? Cause essentially it's a tool that we're using to bring you to the Lord so that you can receive what the Lord offers. Yes. And so what I love about it is like, I love creative. And then there are things that Laura has really found so helpful and useful as a tool and a piece of Splunkna to help her clients grow closer to the Lord. And our episode with Katie was such an example of that. Excuse me. I just hit my mic. You can tell how excited I am. Um, yeah. So, so uh, the last thing we were going to talk about is creative homework. And I have one piece that I want to share and I'll share it briefly because it could take a long time, but it's so fascinating. And I'm curious, B, if you've ever had to do this with somebody, um, cause it just came up right before Christmas break for me. Um, but it is the aspect where, so I have this person that I'm working with and there are just, there is something that her subconscious mind does not want to talk about. And we have done the resistance work and we've, ah, let's try again next session. And we know it's there and her subconscious just will not answer anything about it. And so, um, and just so you know, this also happens too, if you're like, okay, I've been coming to Splunkna for like four months and still this thing with my anger, I can't touch it. It hasn't gotten any better. My anger is still the same. I don't know why we're not able to get to it. It can be this resistance that requires this sort of creative homework that we learned about in masters that I think is so cool. And this is what it looks like is you, uh, in between your Splunkna sessions, you go home and you take this event in your life and you very likely don't even know what the event is. You just know that your subconscious does not want to talk about it mm -hmm. and you place it in Jesus's hands. And you say, Jesus, I need you to hold on to this for me because obviously this is a big area of my life. This is a big pain point and I can't access it right now. And then what you do is any kind of creative homework that your practitioner may have given you. And that could be holding an emotion of um, like confidence in yourself or um, security and safety or whatever it is that comes up for your um, emotion. It could even be like feeling that opposite of shame, practicing feeling like, hey, in the sight of Jesus, I am totally redeemed and I have nothing to hide and I have nothing to be ashamed of because he has redeemed everything in my life. So you practice these emotions. And then when you're done, you take a um, flat stone like you would put in a garden and you just place it down in your imagination. 
right in front of you. And you just step onto that stone and you're like, okay, one practice done. I practiced feeling the opposite of shame and acceptance of myself and my past, just like what came up in my session. And then maybe that night or maybe the next day you do it again. You get back in your imagination and you just hold, you do your emotions, you hold those opposite of shame, opposite of um, fear, whatever it is. And when you're done, you place another stone down on the ground. And now you walk on the one you placed yesterday and the one you placed today. And now you're one step closer because on the other side is Jesus holding this thing that your subconscious isn't ready to talk about yet. And every time you put down one more step, you are that much closer to him who is holding this inaccessible thing. And nobody really knows how long, how many stones you're going to have to place until your subconscious puts the green light to like, okay, I'm ready. I can do this now. But what they taught us in training is your, you will know, your, your subconscious will know when you lay down that last step, there will be something in you that's like, okay, I think I'm ready. I, that was it. That was the last stone. Yeah. And it's, it's the Lord inviting you to be like, okay, we've, we've built up those reserves in you all the years and years and years you've felt shame over this. We've buffered that a little bit and now we can dig into it and we can finally open up and see what's, what Jesus has been holding in his hands the whole time. And then you go to your next session and you can do a session on it. You can clear out, you can do the healing, you can bring in the creative emotions, whatever it is that finally allows you to get to that thing that has been so buried that it's not even coming up in a typical Splunkna session. So that is a, I think that is the coolest creative <laughs> set that I, when I learned about that, I was like, I just need a moment to process what I just heard. It's, it makes so much sense. It's so cool. It's so gentle of the Lord to be like, Hey, when you're ready. Yeah. And in like, the meantime, we have time for this. I've got it. Yeah. We've mm -hmm. got time for this and I've got it right here in my hand. So no rush when it's, you're ready. It, I'm right here. It's also, it gives you and God a deeper relationship when you can allow him to say, this is, this is available to you. And then you're also choosing to participate in that. That's what mm -hmm. I love about creative homework is like, it's me taking my time. I'm not being led. It's my choice. I have to do the work. I have to show up with God. And I don't know how many steps he's going to have me take, right? I'm trusting him. I'm relying on him. I'm letting him lead me. I'm picturing this path and, and what it looks like, how hard it is. And really it's increasing your capacity to the point where then God's God knows that you can handle the hard thing that you mm. aren't currently prepared for. And the, the, the metaphor of this on, I, when you describe it, I picture almost like, um, like over a pond and these like oh, little yeah. stones, you know, that you're kind of like gently kind of like going across like slick stones. But when I think about kind of a, a common reference, I, I lived in Colorado for a long time and we have all of these 14,000 foot mountains. There's 53 of them in Colorado and it's very common to hike them. And then you do one and you you're, it's a butt kicker. Like it's hard. And then you think about people who climb Mount Everest. Well, people who climb Mount Everest, they can't just go, you, you can, depending on your physical abilities, you can probably go and climb a 14 or in Colorado. It, it might 
be brutal, but you'll probably make it. But then you think about, okay, I'm going to go climb Mount Everest. And you can't just go for that with no training and no breathing and no conditioning. And like, there's massive risk involved in climbing Mount Everest period, end of story. And so many climbers who are, who have that goal, who want to achieve that will climb and to, you know, base one and spend time at base one and they grow in that capacity. And that's, that's how they achieve the goal. It's how they experience this massive once in a lifetime experience. And that's, that that's what I see creative homework as is like, I'm willing to climb this mountain with you, God. Like I'm willing mm-hmm. to trust that you're going to give me what I need. I'm willing to believe that I can breathe the air you're breathing because I'm growing in my capacity. So I, I love, love that. you describe that. Well, this was good. Thanks for talking through creative and sharing your love of it. <laughs> and yeah, I, it just, it just shows I am just beginning to experience all the things that creative have has to offer. I have just, I feel like in the last few months, just been able to really dive into it. And that's just the beginning of it. So I'm excited well, to see where it all goes. It wasn't a bore talking about creative with probably the most optimistic person I know. So thanks for bringing the energy <laughs> to it. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thanks for being with us here today. We've got more episodes coming, uh, releasing once a week. So we'll he- see you here next week.